0: Welcome to Ripstop on the Record, a podcast where fabric enthusiasts and DIY gurus discuss all things make your own gear, with the occasional poor attempt at comedy to keep it interesting. I'm Kyle Baker, the owner and founder of Ripstop by the Roll, and we're excited to have you listening.
1: Hey everyone, welcome to Ripstop on the Record, podcast for makers, by makers, coming right to you from the Ripstop by the Roll headquarters in the Content Cottage. I'm Jameson.
2: And I'm Avery.
1: I'm Carter. And I'm Isaac. This is our final podcast of the year, which means we're going to do our year in review. Now, it's been pretty crazy. We've released 27 materials, 20 components, and six brand new kits this year alone.
3: Yeah, it's been an exciting time. We definitely always have a lot of fun inventing or sourcing new products, but then also... Creating kits. (laughs) Yeah, creating kits. It's cool to release new stuff because Isaac and I are excited about it and are making stuff with it to test it. And that fuels our DIY uh, energies. But to see other people make stuff with the new stuff that we got, it's like, hey, yeah, like, we did that. Like We yeah. gave somebody the opportunity to do that, which is cool. Yeah. Do I want to do it again? Yeah, I do. We're about to restart. New yeah. year. New year.
2: Yeah, thanks to our product team. Two-man squad over here.
3: Oh, well, <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Even bigger thank you to our customers who make sure that I still have a job. So...
3: Big thanks to you. Thank you to Jason for letting us keep our jobs too.
2: (laughs) Yeah. And speaking of job security, if you enjoy this podcast, don't forget to like, subscribe, rate us, follow us, and also check us out on YouTube.
3: Yeah. So you might not think that a simple thing like rating a podcast means anything, but I assure you it very much does. And we appreciate it greatly. I personally have created 50 fake accounts and rated it. So we have 50 ratings. Let's get that to 51, guys. 51 be read. And while you're at it, uh, help us
0: to help you by letting us know what you like and what you don't like and what
3: we could
1: do better. All right. So on to the main part of the show. We have identified six prompts that will inspire our conversation for today's Year in Review episode, starting with our favorite materials of the year. So like we said, 27 materials have come out through our onboarding process, through the new product development series and all the systems that we put in place. And each of us are going to answer this for ourselves. What our favorite one of those 27 has been starting with Carter.
3: This was a tough one for me. Lots of good stuff lots of stuff that i forgot that we even did
1: it's hard to think back to like february and stuff and you're like oh that was that was this year
3: luckily i was able to cheat and use the product onboarding master spreadsheet and just go back to the dates because i i didn't know um so i chose the new cordage that we brought on so that's the one millimeter reflective uhmwpe cord Uh, i probably use that more than anything else for zipper pulls tarp tie outs like i think it's it's just awesome uh, and then also the reflective and colored shot cords in all three sizes. I used to, all of the stuff I until this year still purchased, but I had to go like, find it, find subpar versions of it in other places. So it's nice to be able to have it here. So that's my pick. I love it. You all should love it
1: as well. I do. I love it. You've, you've converted me in that way as well. I used to be kind of into the thick, the thicker cords for no good reason. And uh, you really, really transitioned me to, to lighter, thinner, reflective.
3: Reflective is where it's at, dude, for pretty much everything. It looks kind of fancy and cool. It has, like, a tech wear look, but also it's
1: functional. Um, replace your tarp ties, people.
3: Yeah. I would, oh, I just thought of something sick. Imagine a wedding where everyone wears reflective, like, Solos? tuxes. Oh. Full tuxes weird. out of 3M material. And then throughout the time, they just do different light shows. So then everybody just, like. I don't know.
2: That's actually what we're all going to wear to Trail Days.
3: <laughs> yeah, so come out to Trail Days and bring a flashlight. It's also really cool to uh, replace your shoelaces with. My father-in-law does that with every pair of shoes. Are you serious? He puts our reflective okay. shot cord in there. and So, he just so like when he's speed them walking on. at
2: night, no one's going to hit him on the road? <laughs>
1: oh, yeah. Dude, he's athletic. He's speed running. He <laughs> Avery, what is your favorite material of the year?
2: So my favorite material of the year uh, is one that we have been waiting for uh, all year long. We've talked about it. We've mentioned it and we finally released it. But I am so stoked about the Polar Tech. If you have a chance to get some, you definitely won't regret it. The Alpha Direct with the wool. um, I wasn't sure what to think about it at first, but I think it's personally the softest. Um, I'm really excited to make with it. And then our products team did an amazing job coming up with amazing colors for the power grid and you won't find colors like these anywhere else. So it's super exciting. I'm excited since it just came out to see what people come up with for their projects and making with it. So be sure to share projects with us, but I'm just personally excited to get back into my own apparel game and make like 37 PJ pants and
1: (laughs) all the things. It's like the company's coming out party for apparel. Like, their apparel game has been kind of mediocre, frankly, for the past. And we're jumping straight from Ventec waterproof breathable to Alpha with wool.
3: Ventec's dope, by the way. Don't put that It down. is a cool fit. It's the only one, though. Save personally. your hot take for the opinions round, dude. Uh, also, yes, Polar Tech. I'm going to have to find the motivation to start making some things because I really want to make some hoodies. I want to make Isaac a, a bodysuit with Alpha Direct with the wool for when it gets really cold. I think that'd be sick. It'll just have eye cutouts. That's it. Snuggies with yeah. Polar Tech. Yeah. Dude.
2: With cam snaps in the back.
3: It's reflective cam snaps.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> for the uh, Community Maker Challenge, we had somebody submit like a, uh, it was a sleeping pad cover that they made for their daughter or son or something.
3: And I'm really excited to do that. With Alpha?
1: Yeah. That'd be cool.
0: Yeah.
3: Oh, I do remember that. That was a good idea. Yeah. I'm glad I admitted it.
1: I almost, okay. Admitted <laughs>
3: <clears throat> This LaCroix is really hitting over here. Yeah. I'm
1: having trouble. Four o'clock or is hit different. Uh... Isaac?
0: Uh, So I think my favorite is the RX line, uh, specifically RX 30, um, mainly because I really like how professional it looks in a finished product. Uh, I haven't used it a lot, but Jameson has, like... I've used e- it a lot. Like, every time I come into the, the makerspace, Jameson's making something else with... Made something with it yesterday. Yeah, with, with either RX30 or RX15 or... 36. Have you done anything with
1: 36? That's what I was making with yesterday.
0: Yeah, it's like, the film backing is is really high quality. The, the face is just... It's, like, kind of a matte black when you
3: see it in person. Uh, yeah, it's just really nice. And that is X Pack RX line. For those of you that don't know what that means, if you're listening to this, you probably do. But yeah, check it out. Get some of it.
1: Beautiful fabric. It's got a uh, recycled polyester face. Like Isaac said, it's got the film backing, the same uh, polyester X ply. It's a beautiful fabric. I really, really like it. These these coasters that we have are made out of the recycled X Pack as well. <laughs> but yeah, since since we released that, it's kind of I'm a little a little bit embarrassed that it's only been a year. I've made two backpacks. Two fanny packs, a sling bag, four ZPPs. Holy moly, dude! And something else for the that's RX. just out of that material. Just that's not RX. all you've made. No, yeah, it's just out of. He's RX. Made three hundred and sixty-five <laughs> fanny packs. I don't sell these things. What these are, are all minus five. <laughs> so, my favorite material of the year is a more recent one than than RX. Uh, it is the ultralight Venom stretch mesh. For a whole lot of reasons. I mean, the obvious ones, you know, it's super light. Uh, it looks great. But I also I also like the thinness, actually. I really like the performance of the Dynamis Stretch Mesh. But once you folded it over, you had a rolled hem, and you started putting it in a pack. Like, if you were lining it up with RX36 or other uh, thicker fabrics, I feel like it added a whole lot of just, like, girth to a pack. And the Ultra Light Venom Stretch Mesh has a real nice thinness while still being a really high-performing mesh. It's definitely the best mesh that you
3: can get. I've any fanny pack or backpack or anything that would normally use stretch mesh. I just automatically use the Venom mesh. I know ne- there's like yeah. it's the lightest and strongest, and it has enough stretch. Yeah. Uh,
2: Sounds I like think, you're, I think that's a good choice. Charmin, 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 toilet paper. Charmin.
3: <laughs> and bears will not rub their butts on trees
2: <laughs> around
1: it. Something. Yeah. No bears. Just John B. delivering your ultra stretch mesh. Hey.
3: Shout out to John B. By the way, that's our. Yeah. Uh, one of our fulfillment team members that works on the auxiliary line that cuts all the ultra and the hand venom
1: cuts that venom stretch mesh by the way. He's a G. Yes. All right, so that's prompt number 1. That's a little bit of a hint of what we're going to keep doing here with the other handful. So, second prompt for this year in review episode is the favorite or our favorite components of the year. Carter, you lead us off, Mr. Component Guru.
3: Yes, components. So there are a lot, a lot of them are great. If I had to pick one that I think is You
1: do have to pick one. Okay,
3: fine. Are you sure? (laughs) Micro Cord (laughs) Lock. lock. The Micro Cord Lock. It's the lightest, smallest cord lock. Uh, This is another product that I personally purchased hundreds of for multiple years. Because in any stuff sack, in any spot, that's the one that I wanted to use. Because I'm using the small cordage. Uh, So I'd always have to purchase that elsewhere. It's a hassle when you're getting most of the fabric and components from one place. And then you have to go somewhere else to get the other one and pay for shipping. So now we have them. They're great. You should consider using them wherever you can. They're also very nice. Like the, the spring inside is very robust
1: and it's a great product. Yeah. Very springy. (laughs) Very springy. (laughs) It's like one of the silliest, but maybe one of the, one of the biggest developments in our onboarding of products this year is that micro cord lock. Like, we talked about that so much before we had it, and it was really frustrating not to have it.
3: <laughs> I tried to get it for years, too, yeah. and it was difficult. Like, for multiple reasons, it, it, we never got it, so I kept having to buy them from, like, random places. Just
0: needed a new product coordinator to That's
3: right. make things happen Yeah. you. Once That's Isaac insane. came into
0: my life,
1: he was... I mean, speaking about the product lawyer. coordinator, Isaac, you helped bring a lot of these products uh, or com- uh, components in. Which one was your favorite? Uh, I guess this kind
0: of also goes in, like, the underrated... But I have a separate one for that, so don't worry. Better. Um, but mine is the TriGlide, the Slip lock TriGlide, um, simply because you use it for so many things. Like, so many different applications you can use uh, TriGlide. And up until this year, we didn't have any, which is kind of crazy to me.
1: I remember sourcing those from, like, Hobby Lobby for the last two years. <laughs> Jameson would come in with this, like... Do you uh, remember the ones that I accidentally bought? The
3: tri triglides that look like they should go on the Titanic. The metal. <laughs> yes. Yes.
1: <laughs> yes.
3: It looked like some sort of steampunk, like themed triglide. I
1: forgot about I made, cause I made that duffel bag when I was traveling this February and I needed, it was like a two inch seatbelt webbing and we didn't have any. And I couldn't even find, I think the cheapest tri triglides I could find for two inch webbing were like $10 each on Amazon for no, like, you know, supply chain reasons. So I, I found the only ones I could get, which were the, like the metal, where the middle bar moves and they were just like this thin, aluminum bent stuff and they were terrible the shoulder strap like just walking through the airport and all my bag would just hit the deck because it just slids right through <laughs> see it it's hit awful. the deck
3: because it was made for the titanic <laughs> okay try glide it's a good pick great pick would i say it's the best pick i don't know i gotta hear what you have to say jameson
1: uh my favorite component of the year and i kind of lucked out because isaac changed his last minute so i can change mine last minute as well definitely the austere buckle I was, I, I picked that at first, but then you put, you, you typed yours in the outline first, Isaac. So I had to change, mm-hmm. but I was pretty stoked. I was in between that and the webbing keeper, if I'm honest. Uh, not, I don't, I'm not allowed to use two, so I'm not going to use that one, but us, definitely the austere buckle. Having talked with Uriel uh, and hearing about how they make them, following them since they started making them, they've developed a process, they've grown a whole lot, seeing how they've grown the business, but also having used them a few times now. Super impressed with that cam buckle. I've used it on backpacks, on my car, on bikes. Uh, well, different versions of bikes and use it for my, my bike packing rig a couple months ago. Um, they're really epic. I mean, those are, things are so, so well-made.
3: A lot of you guys don't know this, but Jameson actually wears the austere buckle, like a necklace around the office. Uh, we thought it was just a phase, but it's been almost a year and he's still wearing it all the time. So
1: yeah, it's, um, I reflective core and, uh, and the austere buckle work pretty well together too.
3: He's literally replaced his wedding band with an austere three-quarter-inch cam buckle and printed webbing. I have much it's, bigger hands. It's than kind of embarrassing, but the austere buckle is awesome, and I've also used it for my car. Uh, not for jewelry. Um, uh, they're just really well-made, and the, the he keeps coming out with new colors. And, yeah, Uriel's a good dude. Avery, let's hear it.
2: Um, I really like the one millimeter poly UHM WPE reflective cord. Um, I liked it so much. I got really excited to change out all my guy lines on my tent to save, you know, half a gram or something ridiculous. And I know how
1: Carter lives his life.
2: I realized that it was a little bit too small for the hardware on my tent. So I replaced it all. <laughs> I set my tent up and then I realized that it wasn't the right size. I think that stuff is great. Like Carter, super reflective. I have two little dogs, and they're constantly. I have a non freestanding tent, so when I'm out backpacking, they run around and they like run straight through the side of the tent. Um, So I was hoping my dogs could see it.
3: (laughs) I mean, plus, what tent do you have?
2: Um, I have the tarp tent Contrail, which is the old version of the Pro Trail. Yeah. OG tent. But yeah, that stuff is great. Great to replace for your tarp guy lines. um, Maybe Jameson's necklace that (laughs) he wears. Um, There's really just, I mean, so much that you can do with it. So. Just make sure it's the right size. Following for project,
1: following Isaac's inspiration, I actually have engraved the side of my cam buckle to be like a dog tag, so I just wear it like that. I have a tattoo.
3: I have a tattoo of Uriel from Austere Manufacturing on my back with him holding a buckle. So
1: we're really big fans of those buckles. <laughs> All
3: right,
0: most
1: underrated products. Uh, Isaac's doing doing the Lord's work here, moving us on. <laughs> um, so we talked about most popular or our favorite materials, favorite components, but every year even if this is just a personal conversation, we always talk about the products that kind of slide under the radar. Some I remember I added this question specifically, because I remember having a pretty lengthy conversation with you on one of the past podcasts, Carter, about, uh, Dyneema woven with Melange or whatever, being like a pretty underrated project. So I wanted to bring this back for everyone's sake and hear what you guys have to say.
3: This is definitely, uh, born out of like organic conversations because this bothers me every single year. They're like these super cool fabrics and, Maybe some of that's on us. We're not doing the best job getting it out there to them or we're sold out or whatever the case may be. But it always blows my mind that I see, you know, don't get me wrong. 210D HDPE is a cool looking fabric, but we've been using that for like 20 years. There are so many other cool things that you could use. And a lot of times people just don't end up using it. So I'm passionate about this, but I'm going to save mine and I'm going to let Isaac go first. Uh so mine is the Ulfa Pro Quilting and Utility Scissors.
0: Um they are like yellow handled, I think five inch short blade uh blades. short bladed scissors. Um, but then like the blades also like got micro serrations on it. Uh so they um they just like cut stuff really well. Like especially if you're using it for like wire or anything that you would want to use scissors for, but that wouldn't really be cut with like normal scissors. Well, a lot of the products
1: we've, we've released this year too are hard to cut. Like we didn't do that intentionally, yeah. but like the ultra fabrics, um, the stretch mesh, um, any dyneema, they're, they don't normally, if it has a bit of a woven face with ultra in it, it's going to be a little bit weird. And those scissors do it great. Yeah. They're not the greatest
0: for the stretch mesh. They can cut it though. The normal scissors. Yeah. You're just, tr- yeah, yeah. just chewing forever. <laughs> but we just we have those like kind of dispersed a little bit throughout the like the fulfillment line and if you ever need to like cut something random like zipper or I don't even know they just
1: they, they get the job done the ultra pe cord they cut really well yeah yeah it's they've really the product has done a good job rounding out our DIYer's toolkit i mean we would talk about the stuff that you would need to make these kits and we've never actually had all of the things you need to make them. So now we actually have the scissors, we have the rulers, we have the marking device, we have bodkins, we have all these little items that we used to talk about having that we never had before. So shout you guys out again. Preach dog. Carter, what is your underrated product of the year?
3: So Isaac technically kind of stole this, but uh, I think it actually helps to reinforce my point that this, this fabric line is super underrated. And that is the X-Pack. RX fully recycled line of laminates. I just think uh, you guys both talked about how great they are and how much they look, but it doesn't sell that well right now. Uh, I know that EcoPack is also another like really cool, fully recycled, but don't forget the, the little RX guy. He's, he's down there in the corner, and he's, he's putting up some good product, and I think people uh, should, uh, especially as we expand the color line, I think that'll help a lot, because right now we only have black. But give it a chance, guys. It's it's really awesome. It's uh, the testing numbers on it look great. Uh, Just I think it's classy, and if you want to be classy, you
1: got to get the RX line. I I want to dig into that a little bit more. Do you think people see the RX line and EcoPack as like interchangeable? Like they would? I don't really see them as competitors at all. I guess I hadn't thought about that. Uh,
3: Yeah, I mean they're directly like they're very similar products. Um, I think that Challenge has done an awesome job of kind of getting in with some of the really popular cottage makers. And so a lot of them have switched over, uh, which totally makes sense. They have a lot of cool colors. uh, Whereas the X-Pack, I think only just now is starting to come in multiple colors. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think we'll start to see it kind of being more interchangeable. Uh, Yeah. I just think a lot of people don't know about the X-Pack RX line. Uh, So that's why I'm here to be a steward. It's not a sponsored uh, podcast, by the way, but if you want to, Dimension polyant, I will wear an X Pack jacket in every podcast.
1: I am I. D- I never really thought about it that way because I guess for me, like the RX line is more of like that. I don't want to say high fashion, but it's more of like a like a tech fabric, like you'd see on like EDC packs and stuff like that. Where the Eco Pack, I see I see more E Pack uh, Eco Pack used in like actual backpacking packs. But it is it is interesting. I mean, it's cool they're releasing more colors now.
3: Yeah. But I mean, they genuinely are like the X-Pack the design looks <laughs> looks nicer on the outside. And I yeah. think that's what makes you think that they're not like in the same realm. But in reality, yeah. they're functionally very similar products. Yeah, uh, I won't speak to the differences between those necessarily. Yeah. I'll let the user figure those out. Uh, but they're both awesome. Yeah,
2: One of the most underrated products that I think that we released this year is... The updated Tyvek 1056, it's uh, stronger and lighter than the old version. Um, It's super, super cost effective. Uh, It's great to pattern with. It's great to mess around with. Um, Great for ground sheets. As a hiker, you kind of have an emotional attachment to your ground sheet, as I do with mine. I've had it for years. <laughs> and I think the Tyvek is awesome. I think you can do a lot of really neat things with it. I've seen people make uh fanny packs out of their Tyvek wallets and just, you know, your everyday things that you might be making but making it with Tyvek. Why not? You don't want to mess up a really expensive fabric. Just do it with the $3 Tyvek first and then you can move also, up higher.
0: <laughs> you can also get uh, Tyvek tape. Oh. Yeah can get it at like uh big box hardware stores and then it like seals your mostly
1: waterproof. Huh.
2: That's great. I yeah, that's a good tip. I feel like Tyvek is
1: a DIY staple. Like we were talking with Derek Hansen recently and like the first slideshow he pulled up of pictures of stuff that he made, immediately Tyvek tarp straight away. <laughs> it's like the number one thing people used to get going on stuff. Avery, how do you keep your gear for so long, though? I've heard you mention like your tent you've had since you through hiked to you know, you've had that for a handful of years now, your ground sheet, your pack until you just updated. That was one you had for a while. It's like, yeah. I don't know if like you like hiked as well 20, as you. 20, 14,
3: 2018. No, 2018. I was gonna say, if you through hiked in 2014, you to, for <laughs> eight years.
2: Yeah. Well, the ground sheet has been around since that long. Oh my God. <laughs> um, And it's not even that I don't go backpacking. Right, I mean, I, saying, I go, yeah. I've went out every single weekend for like six weekends yeah. straight over the fall because who doesn't love to hike in the fall? I think my past guiding experience, we were really big about making sure people were educated about how to take care of their gear, making sure that, you know, that you're cleaning it, that you're letting it air and dry out after every trip and that you just take good care of it i mean i'm not overly ocd about my gear in the woods i mean i know people who are like super like clean freaks about their gear like not getting one tent needle not tent needle pine needle inside of (laughs) inside of their tent
3: there's tent needles all (laughs) over the ground
2: (laughs) um yeah i actually i ripped the corner of my ground sheet recently Mm. and i like lost a part of my soul (laughs) um yeah, I, I, I'm i that's a really good question, but I think it's just like making sure you're taking care of it. the proper care of it. And I even have, like I said, two small dogs, but I, yeah, it's just if you have good gear, just take care of it and make sure you're not just like balling it up and throwing it and don't put baby in the corner. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> um, so yeah,
3: sometimes I look at a piece of gear and I'm like, you know what? It's been in the stuff sack a really long time. It's kind of crinkled. I probably should get another one. It's <laughs> like less crinkled. Uh, so yeah, for sure, I definitely do the same thing.
1: <laughs> My underrated product of the year is the One Hyper D Eco. Uh, not only is it a wonderful fabric on its uh, on its own by itself, but it's also kind of the it's the broader topic about the One Hyper D Eco that does it for me. That's when we uh, that's when we introduced our. Um, PFC free initiative. And I just like where we're going with that. I mean, it, the industry has been really clear that we're moving with the RX line with EcoPack um, Dyneema's uh, their initiative through sustainable sourcing and things like that. It's very obvious that everyone in the industry is moving towards finding a way to produce fabrics that are far more environmentally friendly. And for us to to also change or to start that process on our own side, I was really excited about personally. Now on a different level, I think the one six hybrid eco sage is one of the most lovely fabrics. I love the sage color. Uh, it feels wonderful. I have a hammock in that color. I use that fabric for lining, like some of the, the fanny packs that I made just like to have like a nice colorful inside liner. I think the sage is phenomenal. Um, but yeah, like that overall the initiative that we did, but also that fabric itself, I think we kind of, we hit the nail on the head on that one.
0: That was, uh, I think that was the first fabric that Carter and I kind of picked new colors on. Right.
3: Uh, yeah, that's definitely the first one I think I've worked with you on where we just did our own colors completely.
1: What was that? How did you guys land on those?
3: Uh, multiple ways. One of them is like, we always look at like outdoor apparel fashion trends and things like that to see like, okay, what, what is, what is North Face making a lot of in XYZ color? And then there's also like actual colors of the year. Mm -hmm. and stuff to look at and then some of it is just colors we like and then some of it is looking at cottage like in this case like yeah uh dan durston who we've had you know he's like the sage god that's what they call him because he'd just be making everything out of sage and we were like hey you know
1: sage wisdom Sage. we had
3: some uh basically a free survey to see that people really like sage so there we went for it
0: i mean
2: what's the color of the year the uh, Pantone color of the year mustard yellow. It, it's called very peri, it's like a periwinkle color.
3: Oh, it's like the mauve looking one.
2: Yeah, I
3: don't know what either of those
2: colors <laughs> are. <laughs> it says it's a perfectly purple blue shade of periwinkle. We
3: looked at this, uh, whenever we made it, whenever we got the uh, what is that? This color was the inspiration. Tech? Uh, yes, yes. Oh, okay.
2: And I do want to shout out, there is a girl on TikTok who's an amazing fashion designer. She lives in New York. Her name is Emma Rubinson. And for her Halloween costume, she was the Pantone color of the year. (laughs) (laughs) Her job is color matching in the fashion industry, so it makes sense. But she was very Perry. (laughs)
1: That's awesome.
3: Man. Do you think the color of the year is ever just, like, ugly as heck? Like it's just like dark brown. Imagine, well, imagine
1: like the '70s or something. I don't know. They didn't have color of the year. No, probably did. No, they weren't allowed to do that back then. Well, all right, fair enough.
2: Everything was just beige. Yeah, they only had (laughs) beige. Technology's advanced a
1: lot. They had just. uh, If we wanted to get you know real life experience, that we could probably ask Jason about what you know the color was the color of the year back was like in the '50s was.
3: No, well, he wasn't awake during that time. Uh, He actually slept for 100 years, and that was part of the... Yeah, he was in his hibernation. He knows about uh, Paul Revere's ride, though. I asked him about it yesterday.
1: Prompt number, I think it's four, I lost count now, is our unpopular opinion. Um, So Jason gave us some really strong words. He said, you can do anything. You just can't disparage the team. And and I think Carter took that pretty well. So Carter, what was was your unpopular opinion of the year?
3: Yeah, I was just going to say that everyone at our company, like people might not think that they... Uh, work hard, but they do. Uh, except for Jason. He's absolutely lazy. Overall, just terrible guy. Uh, wait, what did he say not to do?
1: Uh, <laughs> I couldn't remember. Oh. I lost
3: it. I'm just kidding. Jason's a great dude. Uh, so, my hot take, or my unpopular opinion, I've voiced this before. I actually don't think it's that unpopular, because there's like a 50-50 split. Uh, highly Very polarizing. Highly polarizing topic. 1.8 airwave Four hammocks, I hate it.
2: (laughs) it. Why? What's your grudge against the
3: airwave? So we designed it. It does exactly what we designed it to do. Too much (laughs) to me. So like, it's too perfect. It's aty, so it's got air textured yarn, and then it has a ton of different like grid interwoven grids on it. Uh, There's like ripstop, and then diagonal dobby grid. Uh, which gives it a ton of friction against your skin, right? So we did that because normally things that touch your skin in a lot of places feel less plasticky. However, it really touches your skin. So, like, if you get, I got, I remember we got like some test material of it, like uh, the first custom sample lot. And I made a hammock out of it and I set up my hammock stand in my house and I got in and I was just wearing basketball shorts and a t shirt. And I got in there and my basketball shorts and my t-shirt were like to the left of me. <laughs> they didn't move. They just like stuck to the material. And like you would like sit up a little bit and you automatically get a wedgie that goes over your head. It's <laughs> just brutal. But I also then brought it to uh, some hammock hang that I went to and let everybody try it out. And yeah, 50% of the people were literally like, this is the best fabric that you've ever made. Where can I buy this? This is Awesome. And then the other fifty percent were like me, so yeah, I think that's good. When when you're able to create so many different custom hammock fabrics that everybody can have one that's for them, it doesn't have to be for everybody. Like, yeah. but it's really not for me. I know that.
1: <laughs> Does it have anything to do with the fabrics that you're wearing?
3: Yeah, it makes it depending on what you're wearing, it could be better or worse. I think naked would be the best way to lay in it. I'm genuinely. I think it would probably feel great, but most people like have clothes on. Yeah. Usually we need
2: to make a munch and send them down to like a nudist colony in South Florida. <laughs> They'd love that. Or true banana hammock. Well
3: yeah, don't quote me on that. <laughs> I haven't tried it. It could also cause like soft tissue damage. I do <laughs> it's like really wow. grippy. I mean, you could basically put two pieces of it together and just lay like, it's like Created velcro. A <laughs>
1: oh, um, it's not that bad. But
3: Kyle always makes fun of me because he remembers when I called him and I was like, dude, this stuff is ass, dude. Like this is horrible. That's and he's like, no, some people will like it. And he was yeah. right. Yeah. He was right. So that's my hot
1: take. Fight me about it. That, that's a solid one. I appreciate that. That's a, that's a good response. All right. Well, Avery.
2: Yeah. So my unpopular opinion is that I <laughs> really hate cutting fabric for a project. <laughs> it can just be like a square for a wallet. Um, working with larger pieces of fabric really stresses me out. I just... It, there's only so much room in my house. My tables are only so big. And then there's dogs or someone is always on it. Um, I'm always worried that I'm going to make the wrong cut. Why is
0: it that dogs always want to... Get like Every directly time. on top of what you're working on. <laughs>
2: yeah. like Every they're, time
0: they're over in the corner doing their own thing, like happy, and then you start working on something on the floor, and they immediately move to on top
2: of it. Yeah, they're like, "This looks really important. I'm going to step all over it yeah. that I just laid out and de wrinkled, so it's completely smooth. And then now it's all messed up again. Um, I know we've talked about it before. The cricket has saved my life. It's an amazing machine for cutting fabric. It does have a few limitations with how wide the machine is and how big of pieces you can cut. So if you're looking for something a little bigger, the Silhouette machine is actually has a wider width um, by a few inches, maybe like six inches. But I love it. I've used it for cutting fabric. I've made t-shirts, all kinds of little projects, but it's it's been a game changer for sure.
1: Yeah. You're not going to be cutting like quilt pieces out with your cricket, but most bags, packs, accessory items, stuff like that. I mean, I think the bed that we have is 24 by 14, 12 so
0: the California King it's uh but it's not actually even 12 because i think the maximum width is like the maximum 11. cutting width is like 11 and a half or so
2: yeah but it's also great for you know cutting reinforcement patches it's great i've seen a lot of people do kind of like applique work on fanny packs where they're cutting out like little mountains and sewing them to personalize their gear there's so many cool things that you yeah. can do with it and i don't think it's fully submerged in the sewing textile world. I mean, I think a lot of people who are using those crickets are making like greeting cards and labels for their spice jars at home and (laughs) iron on shirts that are super kitschy and things like that. But I I love it for cutting the fabric and we've gotten a lot of questions on social media about it and people are like, but should I buy it? And I am so convincing you absolutely should buy it. We've got it to cut through our strongest fabrics we've got it to cut through venom and you guys when i first showed it you're like it's it's not gonna cut and it cut through perfectly and then you were like jason buy it now and i think he did yeah
1: we got it the next week
3: well i said jason i'm buying i didn't ask i was like jason i'm buying a cricket and it'll be here next week and he was like okay and then i just bought it immediately same day
1: so back to your original hot take i think was i talking to you isaac that you actually like the process of cutting out the patterns and stuff or that somebody else uh, I don't really. You don't like it? Okay. <laughs> I don't, shoot, I don't remember who it is now. Maybe it was somebody at Trail Days. They are like, no, I really like that process of, like, really cutting it out. I'm like, you are, I'm worried for you, because I don't think, I don't like that process at all. It is the worst. It's so nerve-wracking. Yeah,
2: it takes me, like, an hour to cut something, and then ten and a half minutes to sew it, I feel like. So. I think
3: I kind of like the cutting out. Really? I mean, if I wouldn't have, if I didn't have unfettered access to a very expensive laser cutter, then I think I would enjoy it more. But since I've gotten that, I'm now like, of course I've been pampered by the laser cutter being a few steps away. But before I think, yeah, I liked it. Uh, like cutting, cutting that stuff out was just part of the process for me.
1: Hmm. So this, this does blend into my unpopular opinion really well. Well, kind of, it's actually yes, a little bit controversial as well. But it is. It's highly opinion- unpopular. Well, it's highly unpopular, but also does not go... Like, I don't like cutting things out. Anyway, all that to say, I understand this is a bit of a weird topic, and I'm going to have to eat my own words here soon with projects that I'd like to make coming in 2023, but patterns? Overrated.
3: You're completely wrong.
1: But (laughs) we (laughs) and Isaac
3: bully Jameson every day about this because, as you've mentioned, uh, he's made a lot of stuff, which is awesome. We don't want him to actually stop making stuff. It's just funny because we look over... And he's like, "Oh, I'm making this brand new fanny pack design. It's got like 13 pockets. Uh, hope it works out." And then normally it doesn't. Normally it does. It like ha it's like the first prototype, and then you make the next one. So you end up kind of making a pattern, but it's like a very long way. Of I've
1: doing only it. like thrown away projects that truly didn't work out three times.
3: Remember that running? Uh, yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, of. What was it, a running belt thing?
1: Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I still have actually found the. Uh, the spacer mesh piece that i cut out the extra one just sitting in my project drawer i'm just like yeah no, i'm not touching that Do you
3: know if you have a picture of it that we could post oh i don't think i really... kept a
1: picture of I it it'd be really
3: it was supposed to be like a running belt with water bottle holders and it looked more like the wwe
1: <laughs> championship
3: belt, heavyweight belt or something.
1: somewhere in between the wwe championship belt and inappropriate attire for work yes <laughs> yeah i don't know for me the, the reason that I like to sew things is because I want to be able to problem solve and the pattern takes away any of the problem solving where I don't actually have to figure anything out. I'm just going to draw and sew. And for me, I want to have to figure out how I'm going to construct something. If normally, if I'm going to make something, I have had some idea of like some pocket or some project like, oh, I haven't done this particular thing before and I don't know how it's going to work out. So I'm going to figure out what that's going to look like on the fly. And to, to use directions or to have something that tells you exactly where to go it no longer makes it worth making. I I just buy it. But the pattern is the like problem
0: solving process. Like you solve the problem and then you make the pattern. Like that's what do you mean?
3: Because if you're, well, I think what you're talking about is that you don't like to just print out somebody else's pattern and do it. But what Isaac's saying is, Yeah. Well, the next, the next level is you solve the problem through making your own pattern and then you accomplish that. Like you see it in totality, but that's just, I would agree with Isaac. You already know how I feel about it, but I do see where you're coming from in the sense of, uh, if you don't want to take the even more time of having to solve the pattern problem. And then like, if you're not that well-versed in making patterns, you might mess that up. And now you've just spent all the time. Whereas at least maybe you'll have a WWE championship.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I guess, I wonder if you have, Isaac, like, if I had your skills and your knowledge and your training, then I might make the patterns, but I don't have that the stuff. <laughs> I
3: mean, I know we just had Veterans Day, and we <laughs> celebrated Isaac, but you just made that sound really reverent for it.
1: <laughs> but, I mean, like, you went to college classes to figure out how to pattern things. like. Like I'm gonna get out a notebook and sketch out the general <laughs> dimensions, and that's the, that's, I mean, that's the extent of my knowledge. Yeah, but that's that's essentially what pattern making is. Like I mean, but you, I do that. I just don't. I don't like. I, Carter's right. I don't want to cut out. Like I don't want to go to Joanne's, figure out like one of those little packets of pattern things, lay it out over the fabric, trace it, and then cut it. So I definitely don't want to do that. But like every project I make has at least an eight and a half by eleven piece of paper that I've drawn out, like the features I would like, the components I want, the fabrics that I want, the dimensions that I want but that is the extent of it. Don't get me wrong. It's not, it's not, it's not more than that.
3: What do you think about patterns, Avery? Are you a pattern person or uh, just make it and hope that it works out for you?
2: I would, I would say a little bit of both. I do definitely like to freehand some things and just hope that freestyle sewing. Yeah. Freestyle sewing. I just, I hope that it works out and there are things that it is nice to have a Pattern for the last time I think I made like a really big project and didn't use a pattern. I was kind of like, I'm not a math person, let's just say that. So I was trying to make something a specific size. I think I spent what felt like two and a half days of just calculating numbers and then going back. And then I'm in Joanne's trying to like figure all this out. And so it's nice to have a guide to go with, but it's also nice to freestyle. So
1: (laughs) all that to say, like I said, I will have to eat my own words and I want to make. Stuff with Polar Tech next year. I have a lot of ideas. And having tried one or two items for apparel, I will uh I will not be
0: freehanding that turned into a uh kilt that was supposed to be short. It was a sports it was a sport skirt. All right, dude.
2: So the next unpopular opinion and last is from Isaac, but you might want to close yeah. your ears for this one.
0: Yeah. Uh this is definitely probably the biggest point of contention. Here at Rip We've apparel. ever had. Uh it we almost came to blows. And somehow I was actually the mediator and the instigator.
1: Voice. I did. Yeah.
3: Uh
0: so my hot take is that home machines suck for apparel. Um is if any of you have bought our uh um fleece beanie kit yet, you will know that we did a video on showing you how to make that kit with a home machine.
1: Just know that that, that video almost <laughs> ruined Isaac and my yeah. relationship.
0: <laughs> it uh Yeah, it was bad. (laughs) And so is making apparel on a home machine. So (laughs) just going to leave it at that.
3: To be fair, he actually ended up with, he used the home machine in the video because we assume that for your first apparel kit, you're probably just not just dropping stacks on a $250 serger. But it actually looked, when I first saw like the stitches with using the home machine overcast, I was like, oh no, this is going to be bad. But it actually turned out really good. I thought that it looked good. Would I recommend that you make a, uh fleece anorak on your home machine? Uh, I would say no. I would say don't do it. If you're gonna make a lot of apparel, invest in a serger or find uh like somebody that you can borrow one from or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I will say it's a progression of tools, right? Like I
0: up until recently have been doing a lot of like woodworking projects with a uh, circular saw and that was great. But now that I bought a table saw it's the right tool for the job, just like a serger.
1: So <laughs> we really want to start yeah. to build like skill levels into these things. And the the beanie kit is just an entry level to get you into working with, with apparel fabrics and stuff like that. So that's, we will, we'll keep helping you graduate from there. All right. So for those of you that have been listening to a lot of the episodes this past year, we frequently do little spots on individual companies or makers that have inspired us Um, that we've been really impressed with, whether it was the stuff that they're making, the way that they've developed their company, the way they've grown, various things like that. So this next prompt is about companies that we've been really impressed with time and time again throughout the calendar year. Uh, Carter, tell us who's been most impressive to you.
3: So there are a lot to choose from, and I tried to pick someone that I haven't talked about before, but looking back over the past 50 episodes, I think maybe I probably have at some point. But uh, KS Ultralight is a company that is a French guy who's based in Japan. So uh, his name is, uh, I'm not French, so it's L- Laurent is how I would say it. But it might be Laurent, I don't know. Uh, but he's super cool, super helpful, uh, and he makes awesome stuff. He's he very much uh, kind of similar to Simply Light Designs who I've talked about before is that he kind of does his own thing. He does. He's not, like, borrowing a lot of stuff. Like, everybody's kind of making the same five-panel backpack with a big stretch mesh pocket and two side pockets, whatever. He has a lot of different cool designs with, like, zippered tops or, like, running vests. Uh, he just came out with a brand-new framed pack. It's an external frame pack, but uh, it's, like, anatomically bent in all these different directions but this the straps and the load lifters attached directly to the frame it's just a very cool product and it also is still well under two pounds it might be like 20 ounces for the entire thing and it, it's just so awesome so just want to shout his company out it makes awesome custom stuff i would say that i Lorent, if you're listening jameson will help you with your website you have so many choices and I get so excited about all of them, and then I can't remember what I even selected on the, on the pack I was trying to build. Uh, but that being said, thank you for what you do. You're an artist and a beautiful, beautiful person.
1: And you just invested, didn't you? You just got into KS Ultra Light pack?
3: Oh, yeah. So that'll come sometime soon, and we'll see.
1: Mark that up as Carter's fifth pack he's bought this year. <laughs>
3: I, I was trying to keep Brand it new. a secret so I could surprise him. But Oh, well.
1: oh I thought, my bad. Uh,
0: so my my company of the year goes to a guy out of South Bohemia, uh, Czech Republic. According to his Instagram, uh, he's a former firefighter and a father and a husband. Um, and his his brand is called Rehose, and he makes a lot of really cool like EDC packs and like fanny packs and stuff like that. Uh, but he uses UVX forty a lot, which I I love some UVX 40. So, uh, I just think he has some really cool stuff.
2: Nice. Jameson,
1: um, arch industries. I talked about him, uh, several episodes ago, but based in Italy. Um, and I find they're so just being, you know, not being super pattern, uh, oriented yeah being pretty pattern averse, i guess uh, i'm always impressed when people are able to incorporate all sorts of uh panels of different colors and patterns and stuff uh and uh, i can't remember his name now but the way that he's able to match um like x50 tactical with rx36 with um all the sorts of different things it's just really impressive and i just love like fast pack style packs. And that's kind of what he specializes in with unique vest style straps and kind of like that 25 liter area. I just, I get super pumped on like big day adventures where you have to have, you know, cold weather stuff with you. And like, that's kind of his, that's right up his alley. So those packs just really, really grab the artistry is incredible, but yeah, arch dash end.
3: Are pork rinds and leather, like kind of the same thing every Europe,
2: My favorite company of the year who I just always come back to is Wild Brush um, with Julianne. She is truly incredible, everything she does. Her gear is super awesome. She makes fanny packs. She makes chalk bags. She makes, like, crag backpacks, and I really love her. She does, like, a tri-fold storage bag for when you're traveling, but, I mean, you can use it for lots of things, and what I love most about her is just really how consistent she is as a person and she advocates for a lot of different causes which is really inspiring but she works with different artists one of my favorite painters is rachel Pohl. i've loved her work for forever she does these kind of like psychedelic landscapes and i just i love that she works with different artists you're not going to find something like her work in an rei or on a big box retailer website she recently did a crowdfunding project um and completely sold out so she could get some new equipment and Her stuff is just really awesome, woman owned. And I think seeing women making outdoor gear is super powerful. So I love that.
1: I remember talking with her. Almost two years ago. 50 episodes ago now almost. (laughs) Um, And like this is going to sound corny, but like her resilience with making gear and keeping her company and being dynamic with her company is unmatched. Like she's changed the different like her avenues uh, from what she wants to do for different gear. Uh, She's moved a bunch of times and it's incredible. It's really cool what she's done. Any honorable mentions that we can't talk about for time, but you just want to throw out there as other companies that you've thought about, they weren't able
3: to. Company of the year is definitely Durst and gear. If we're talking like actual company of the year, they literally came out with like 700 things that people love and he's doing an awesome job.
2: I got to say two came to mind. I won't spend a bunch of time on them. Sam Bob, who's making the fleeces. He's someone who we watched his I personally watched his company grow from his first fleece to selling out fleeces as well as almonds, right? We've been Livio and Jen's fan from day one. And one of our first, very first podcast interviews with the company, and they recently had a partnership with REI, and it's almost going to bring me to tears that... We're a part of helping so many of these brands grow, and the fact that they're getting recognized by the biggest outdoor retailer from Bronx, New York. Um, and they've only been around for two years, just still sewing in their like 400 square foot apartment or whatever it is. And um, they're just really great people, really inspiring. And it's been amazing to watch these companies grow so fast after one or two years.
1: Of two honorable mentions, there's a million people I want to mention, but maybe they're already bigger or they're already doing bigger things. But two companies that I've seen, like another cliche term, like on the grind recently in terms of just doing a lot of efforts to get themselves out there, um, Motocot and Keltech Gear. Um, I've seen them grow a ton. I mean, I haven't been following them for for years like I have with Almond's Right, but since I've followed, them, I've seen them grow in, in followers and in, in um, name recognition quite a lot. So shout out to other really cool makers. All right, six
3: and final oh, prompt. I have one more. Shout out Craftsman Tools. <laughs> really good brand. It's We're a Craftsman house. So I'll just say that.
1: I know. Um, I've been a benefactor of your adjustments to Craftsman Tools only. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, number six is the favorite or your favorite thing that you have made in this past year.
3: My favorite thing I made
1: was Jason Proud of me. Is that a sentence? <laughs> yeah. I made Jason proud of me. Oh, okay. The way that you said it first, I just heard Jason proud of me. <laughs> it was kind of
3: like that sentence I read in the outline earlier where it said, you know, people don't realize how powerful it is until they realize how uh, powerful it is. Uh, I'll make mine quick. The thing I'm most proud of that I've ever made is definitely the cycling
1: that was That was a year and a half ago.
3: Oh, no. I made it uh, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> So I haven't made looked, anything cool this year.
1: It's not totally... Maybe not. I don't
3: know. I made a lot of fanny packs. Yeah. Because my wife got into rollerblading for a while, and she needed to look even <laughs> worse. So I made her a, f- a fanny pack. Um, I don't know. I'll think of something maybe in a second, and I'm sure I'll blurt it out. and You, know, so you
1: made that. a really impressive um, stuff sack the other day.
3: Thank you. Thank you for that. I Jameson. used a micro cord lock.
2: <laughs> What's your favorite project out of your 379 projects you've made this year?
1: Um, and still counting. Yeah. It's, the year's not over. Uh, got Like a week left. Um, yeah. Two things came to mind. Um, I don't make a ton of things for my wife. I always offer, but she has a particular design aesthetic and our fabrics are way too technical for her. Like I go to REI and I get super stoked. She goes to REI and she's like, yeah, those are really scritchy looking fabrics. Do You have something that has a much better like texture and warmth to it, you know very artsy terms that i don't understand but i finally made her something that's she... scritchy is scritchy. definitely yeah. yeah that was the warmth part not the <laughs> scritchy part but i finally made her something that or actually two things three things now um but i finally made her a fanny pack that she really likes i found some deep back hidden in moto denim from the olden days that's the white um the, the white color and uh made a nice pattern actually like cut it out on paper first it was pretty Whoa. wild yeah um that's not why she liked it though don't get carried away but yeah i made her a fanny pack and she really loves it and she has traveled with a bunch and got a bunch of comments on it so it makes me happy that i made something for my wife that she really loves uh the possibly the most difficult project i ever made though that i also made this year this was like back in march i think so i made a pair of gaiters for my friend that lives up in northern vermont and I signed up for that because I thought it'd be kind of a fun project. Oh yeah, like that can't be that hard. Um, I uh shart you not, I made <laughs> probably those seven iterations. Were,
0: those things were around for months. So
1: long. It was so difficult. I had I no just idea. Partially
0: finished gators everywhere.
3: <laughs> I had no idea.
1: It was how like the one the crocodile killing convention. It was going to be to like get the tapering and the and the bootstrap and the velcro. It was so hard, but finally finishing it was so gratifying and it just snowed up where my friend lives yesterday and he sent me a picture of the gators in use and it just made me happy all over again that I actually made something that was that difficult. Maybe it's not that difficult. I just made it that hard, but yeah, that project was really rad. But for that, I used um, Venom actually. the uh, What is it? 3.9 3. 9 3. ounces. Uh, TPU, venom TPU. I had some two-inch Velcro for the adjustment. I used the bumpy uh, polywebbing for the boot strap with the mini Triglide. Um, I used, I seamed, taped the inside. It, they were, they were pretty rad. But yeah, modeled those after the Stone Glacier uh, Gator, and yeah, they made it look easier than I thought crazy how they did that it's almost like they use a pattern or something yeah, that's nuts i don't know i asked them for it. they said no i don't know why
0: avery
2: i haven't unfortunately made a lot of sewing things this year i've been working on a lot of other projects but i would say out of the few things i did make Uh, the one thing that brought me the most joy was just giving it to someone and seeing their joy. But I guess it's kind of the story behind that. So I owed my roommate a new wallet. I made her one. She hiked the whole AT with it and it was falling apart and we were going to Costa Rica and I didn't want her to go down there with like a janky wallet and like lose all of her colones, you know? So she (laughs) colones is a currency. That comes in a
3: spray bottle. (laughs) (laughs) So, oh, that's their currency. Yeah.
2: So, when uh, I, when I, sh- you know, w- typically in true Avery fashion, when I need to do something like packing for a seven day trip, I like to distract myself with other things that aren't super important. So, the night before when I should have been packing, uh, <laughs> I, speed made a wallet so my roommate is like also the fastest shower and I was like I'm just gonna do this and surprise her real quick so she like hopped in oh the shower God. I pulled everything out cut it really quick and I sewed an entire wallet in like less than seven minutes and you should even work made for NASCAR like, pit crew <laughs> I even made like a little custom zipper pull out of some like pretty old rainbow paracord i bought when i didn't know really what paracord was for you know i was like oh it's rainbow it's so cute but um just to see her come out of the shower and be like i made this and so excited and she was like wait in five minutes and i was like yeah um so that was just exciting and it also reminds me that i can do more than I think I can. I'm always like, oh, I, I don't have the time. But look at me, I'm a NASCAR pit stop sower.
3: Want to try to be? Want to try to get under five? I need a new wallet.
2: Yeah, <laughs> and I have
3: to go inside for a second. So I'll come back and James. That's and really cool, your, though.
0: What's your uh, friend
1: saying? Um, if you wait to the last minute, it only takes a minute. Yeah, that's I it. love that. I don't. I hate that, but I love him. <laughs> <laughs> that's not how I function, Isaac. The
0: best thing you made this year. Uh so I kind of have two. Uh don't hate me. Two? It looks like you have seven. <laughs> well Yeah Yeah, kind of. <laughs> uh one of one of them is not a, a sewing project. Uh, but the first one that I have written down is like my bikepacking setup. Because we went on a bikepacking trip earlier in the year that absolutely destroyed me. Um That's we awesome. climbed like six thousand feet in elevation in like ten miles. Uh yeah. So that was that was fun, Um, but I made like my whole like bike bag setup. So like a frame bag and fork bags and a a rack bag, and then I also made a hammock. And these weren't for this trip, but earlier on I had made a hammock and a tarp and a synthetic underquilt. But uh, my other thing that I really like is I made a drawer system for my truck uh, that is kind of like the decked drawer system. But I didn't oh, to... sewing-related. Not sewing related. Okay. Yeah. I was he like... actually <laughs> sewed the wood. He's got it. <laughs>
3: you know, if you use the right tool for the job. <laughs> yeah, dude, that's sale right. You can't steer anything. <laughs> <It
0: was through. laughs> uh yeah, but I didn't want to spend two grand on a drawer system for my truck. There.
1: So yeah. yeah. I almost put the underquilt because you and I use the same pattern, if you will, for our underquilt design. Oh, that's okay. See hollow. Um but yeah, that underquilt was pretty fun. I've not worked with too much insulation a little bit, but that was the one of the only installation projects I worked on this year. And it's pretty fun to do it.
3: I have one last parting thought. Yeah. I am going to make a commitment now to make Is this more a new year res- resolution already. Yes. To make more things next year. I've slowly ramped up. I made a fanny pack the other day, uh, testing a top secret high end fabric and I had some fun doing it. So I think, I think I might be getting back in the game.
1: I love that. Maybe wait until the maker space is ready. Cause I have a lot more stuff I want to make and I can't be, you know, cl- bogged down by you. I have a home studio. It's fine. <laughs> cool. Well, super fun. Everybody. Uh, Avery, so glad you got to be in person for this episode yeah. and hang out in the, what do you call it? The content. Uh, <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's
3: a construction trailer.
1: The uh, content house. That oh. sounds so TikTok lame. Like that's yeah, it does. All right, everybody. Well, as always as you heard earlier please like rate subscribe comment review whatever it is to help us out uh let people know we love you thank you so much for listening and uh yeah go make some stuff make good gear drink good beer have a great year oh